Um, I am Simon Chris Mussy Monrad, and across from me is Imogen Dick and Ho's face. So, we are in holiday season. I'm grinching it up, by which I mean I'm doing squats to get get that fat dump truck ass. <laughs> if you do enough squats, you do turn green and furry. That is I may be thinking of mold. <laughs> yeah. If you have the true Jimbro lifestyle, which is eating heaps of protein, working out, never showering, then yeah, you, you turn green. Do Jimbros not shower? I thought the whole thing is that they're like on you know personal maintenance, you know? Oh, probably, but it's on a different level to us. Oh, okay. They probably have like a diet that, that recommends, you know, something like keto where it says you no longer have to shower no. because your body will cleanse the toxins from Cheeto. between that ass crack. And you're like, oh, wow, that's great. great. Cool. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, so it feels like a very woo thing of like, oh, yes, I, um, I shower in sunlight. <laughs> you know, once a day I get out full nude in my backyard and full view of the neighbours and expose my buttholes to the sun to clean it. Whoever came up with that just really wanted to disprove the saying where the sun don't shine. Mm. That was their sole reason for doing it. And where it don't shine, people. eh? Well, the sun do sometimes. <laughs> on my butt. <laughs> I went to a festival where there was... Everyone was doing that, yeah. That. Yep, everyone was doing that. <laughs> Not at the sun, though. I had a big bonfire. It was funny. <laughs> like 50 people like you know this is an audio media them. but my face dropped <laughs> true story that is no mm. i no longer There's have any context, desire to go to but it like i don't i don't need to to give more context but it was very funny <laughs> as funny as that is it's funny in the sense of goatsy in which i would say i don't want to see it oh no you don't see it Okay. It was because it was everyone was pointing away from the people and towards. Okay, people the fire. went in a circle. No, they were in could... a circle facing in, and yeah. there were things in the way so you couldn't see the people facing towards okay, you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But there was like a everyone. Everyone was doing butt slap. Yeah, that's the most only and acceptable way to do that. It was very funny. Yeah. I feel like I should open this not by asking about how you've been because so much has happened. And how I've been because nothing in my life has happened or ever does or has done for the last two to three years. But because I have some news relating to our listener base. They're pregnant. Yes. One of them, not all of them, once I can't impregnate people with my voice. Contrary to all of the rumors on my live journal, which I would like to dispute Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) No, uh, one of our listeners, uh, his wife is pregnant. Oh, actually? Yes. Fuck, he guessed it right. And That's so funny. <laughs> he said his wife was trying to come up with names that are kind of not traditional but not too far out there. And are he suggested Imogen after you. Oh, what? Yeah. Actually. They're considering calling their kid after you. Oh, that's fucking wild. I you should it. definitely do it. People. It's a great name. Get in there. <laughs> pound it raw. Use no protection. No prophylactics. <laughs> this is my recommendation. Every for listener your- has to name <laughs> a child after one of us. Every listener must fuck raw. Oh god! You must use no prophylactics. I don't care if it's with your partner or with anybody else. I want teen pregnancy to go up. As long as you can. <laughs> as long as that you name Secure the fact that the the child is named after one of us. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I assume they just like like the name in general anyway, and it's not like a direct like it they was the reason hated they... it until I came along. No, no, no. But he told me that that was the reason. Oh, what? Yeah. So people are coming up with us. That's fucking bonkers. I love that oh. so much. It's heartwarming. It's a Christmas story. That's great. Don't let your kid listen to this podcast though, because I just talked about people <laughs> like slapping their butts while pointing it at a bonfire, and I think that's not <laughs> We've appropriate said so for the many babies. worse things. Well, now we have to no, because now there's a child in the picture. We have to be mature. We ha- this podcast has got to turn around. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta start update the podcast art where so I have like a, a pile of babies behind us. We gotta know? take this seriously, you know. Oh, of course. Yeah, we'll have the nursery edition. <laughs> 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 it's like for Mozart, you get your baby to listen to it, and they will become dumber. Mm. We're like the anti baby like science. This. My parents played too much Mozart. <laughs> What's the- they made me funny but stupid. <laughs> Mozart was funny but stupid, so Yeah, he was a cat boy. Yeah. Oh it's, it's terrible to think meow about. Meow and jump on tables and stuff. <laughs> and played 
songs about butts. And uh, lick, lick my ass and yeah. stuff, yeah. Oh, what a legend. Party boy. King was. of the era. <laughs> the thing is, when stars burn so bright, they just go out early. Do they? Yeah, that's, that's how that works. I am an astrologist. I actually uh, don't know anything about astrologist. <laughs> <laughs> you just caught that. <laughs> I like to let it those. Took me a second to process. I like to let those jokes go by, so that if somebody listens to uh, something more than once, which you shouldn't do because mm-hmm. it only increases your chance of brain cancer, that they don't, that they pick up on things mm. that but haven't been said before. That maybe even we haven't noticed because yeah. the brains just say things. Yeah, I I do that a lot where I say things that are wrong because I think it's very funny. To be subtly off about stuff. <laughs> yes. But I think that a lot of the time people assume that I am just not not quite with it. You know? <laughs> they, I think sometimes people give me the benefit of the doubt and they're like, oh, no, you meant this. Yeah. And it's like... Like, yes, I did, but I meant to say it wrong. And this now, as I say this, it sounds like a justification for saying dumb stuff. It's like... No, no, no. Genuinely. I also like, that's my onion instead of that. That's my opinion, which is obviously a joke. Yeah. But I, I, do a, I do a lot, especially about smart people things, because it's funny. Anyway, outlining, talk about yeah, outlining the history of American genocide in El Salvador and finishing it up with, and this is my picture. Yeah. That's... <laughs> mm. Very, very cool. Congratulations on the baby to yeah. our listener. Um, if you do name your child Imogen, my spelling is with a J. We mm-hmm. can popularize that because yeah. then people will spell my name right. Yes. Um, or you can choose to spell it the traditional way with a G, which is equally valid. Just a little change of the the character, you know? I'm having to bite my tongue so much because I agree with you, but every time someone says something is valid, I really want to tell people on air that they are not valid. It's hashtag valid. I just, I have this You're sounding very, like, invalid right now. I have a contrarian instinct to try to delegitimize people. you really, like, shouldn't (laughs) mess with my validity. (laughs) With my validness. I'm valid, but only for a limited time at Briscoe's. Mm. We have I'm like a voucher, a Christmas, and a New Year's. You know what? I I really hope that I will release this hopefully before Christmas Day or maybe on Christmas Day for Americans. But I That's a I swift turnaround. want to do that because I think I want people to have something to listen to where they can go away from their family that they don't want to talk to or listen to. And mm. just listen to something else. I want to They're give like, people oh, a gift. That's good. I'm hiding in my room from my uncles because uh, they're arguing about the sports again. And there's a new episode of this thing that I listened to. That's a surprise. They haven't made a new episode for a while. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. That's um, the content that we want to provide. You know, we want to just really brighten your day when you've given up hope. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do. People might think, I don't have much hope for humanity. I feel like everybody's getting dumber, that our brains are just dripping out of our ears because of social media. And I want them to be able to put on Gohan or Go Home and think, this is together and normal and okay mm. and sound. This is the intellectual person's media. You you want to get hope about the future of humanity by listening to us, which is exactly oh why we talk about Jesus sticking his hand up you and working you like a puppet. <laughs> A legendary bit. <laughs> and the <bulbous laughs> mum and dad And Christmas swingers. appropriate. Everyone should re-listen to that episode while they're ignoring the aunts having a meltdown over the trifle. Oh, my, I don't want to do it again because I do that bit too much, but I really... <laughs> no, they can, they can go back. They can go find it. If you haven't Jesus. heard that episode, you I can't remember which one it was, so you're going to have to go back and listen to all of them. If you're starting here... Godspeed. I think it's the one that's like Ripley's Believe Lunch or Not. Oh, maybe. Like that. Yeah, it's one of those ones. Mm. We're the first Tenkaiji Budokai because everything old is new again and history repeats the first time is tragedy and the second time is farce. Yeah, we're back to back to Tenkaiji Budokai. When Marx was um, talking about the 18th Brumaire of Napoleon, this is what he meant. Dragon Ball. What were you going to say? Oh, um, I was just looking at the waveform and seeing if I could like make pop noises that were equally spaced apart and I did so that's my timing's great anyway, we want people um, to have hope about humanity yeah. and the future of intelligence I, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to offer an insincere apology to our listeners um, 
No, if, you, if you're invested in this show, I'm sorry that we haven't recorded for a while. I got a job that was very intense. <laughs> you could have ended it with, I got a job. I got a job. <laughs> and now I'm a grown-up and I don't have time for this childish nonsense anymore. No, I uh, I was working in Stoll for an art gallery uh, for a very fancy exhibition and it was pretty intense and I just didn't have the time or energy to do this. And yeah. now I'm unemployed again and we can get back to it. Yeah. The Indigence Podcast. Yeah, you know, life of a contractor. Can I insert information about that? That it's because there's been a restructuring by the city, which nobody likes, everybody hates and is bad for everyone, that people were just leaving in droves. And so you were doing other people's jobs that you weren't oh, qualified for. Oh, yeah. I um, I don't know how... This is not going to come back. You don't have me. to give heaps of um, detail. But, I, you know. I have done one gallery install before... Uh, and I mostly like paint walls and do like a very minor amount of art handling and that was for an exhibition where it was living artists so we could like check in if things were okay to do or not and then this exhibition that has just come in is like 100 year old artworks extreme art history prestige like (laughs) real intense yeah this is a buzz in the art world they also just restructured the entire city's tourism cultures uh, network thing and yeah. a whole bunch of people were very put out like reasonably so because like the restructure actually kind of fucked with a lot of people but like heaps of people quit their jobs and they were like pretty understaffed for the new exhibition <laughs> so they had me in there like <laughs> teaching people how to paint and supervising front of house staff who were like preparing the gallery and then like driving machinery around and shit <laughs> and stuff that like there was no problem because like technically I can do it and I have experience yeah. from like you know some guy with a machete and no shirt teaching me how to drive a forklift or whatever <laughs> at a festival because like that's my fucking lifestyle so I was like yeah I can probably use all these power tools it's great I'll give it a go it does um, tickle me that <laughs> that you were doing supervisory things for our capital city of this country's art gallery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, New Zealand is not okay. <laughs> Man's not hot. Um, yeah. No, not for I like, mean, you know, I don't know. Reasons, I don't know, but, yeah. like, in the kind of world scheme of things. I mean, like, you know, COVID has well, given us some really, though. like, unprecedented times. Yeah. Um, Clint, yeah. Helmut of Clint. Not Gustav. Um, yeah. Clint, not Klimt. Sorry. Um, you know, easy mistake to make. A lot of people have, have uh, said it wrong who were at the induction for the host. Um, Dear Emagine. Yeah, Emagine. That's a child's name right there. Uh, no, a Helmut of Clint is like a really awesome um, artist who basically did abstract painting and like automatic drawing and stuff like that before all the guys who are credited for it and then like realized she was never going to get recognized in her time because she would like show it to people like Rudolf Steiner and you'd be like yeah this is some garbage actually and then he'd go like show it to his mates who became like the first abstract artist mm. you know she's kind of pioneer of the modern art business and then so she was like fuck it no one's ever going to recognize this uh let's hide all my artworks away with my family and she said uh, to only open them 20 years after her death and they're still kind of finding some now but they basically have like kind of started exhibiting this stuff where people have to recognize that like our concept of some of art history is wrong yeah yeah so I that's like that. my that's my like v- very brief summary of that in a way that doesn't sound wanky i guess <laughs> And this is your picture. And this is my picture. In any case, um, I think we should move on to what we read. Yeah, we should probably talk about Dragon Ball because this is like 20 minutes of preamble. Never tell them the numbers because I end up cutting out about 10 minutes if it goes over. But that's all right. Maybe I'll cut five. Yeah, we'll see. They don't need to know. They're not going to check. Okay. Unless they check. I don't know. Don't check. Do not look at the numbers. If you have this on your podcatcher, do not look at it. I don't. I don't. I'm not in the discord server that you seem to be in where the people who listen to this live on the internet and they're uh they live in the in the discord in the ether, yeah. um so i get very little interaction with our listeners so i actually like don't know how people interact with this content 
very much. No. You also don't really tell me much about No, they them, say they I love really... you. They really like you. And, oh, and it's that's like, so nice. It's like the quiz people as well. They ask when you're coming back. And I think it's my job. I'm the quiz master. That's Why so are weird. you asking? Where... I don't interact with these people. Why do they ask where I am? I don't know. They like you. It's like my flatmate Tony said that as well. He goes, the lovely Imogen. <laughs> Tell Imogen is the lovely Imogen. And then he I feel like of... he would say that to anyone. He's just like No. He, he really... He sort of stops and he, he forgets what he says because he's um, drunk so much of the time. Mm. But he sometimes comes up to me in the kitchen and he said this a couple of times and I think he forgot that he said it. And he goes, you know, there's something very, I, I really like Imogen. There's something very different about her. She's not, I've never met a woman who's like her. It's just, there's something, she's just different. I don't know what it is. And I was just sitting there like, mm-hmm, 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 tell yes. me more. Somehow ethereal like this, like <laughs> doesn't fit it, you know. And I'm just like nodding, mm, like, hmm, mm, interesting. <laughs> it's funny that people don't know how to articulate that I have non-binary energy. But he's he's an old guy, so he doesn't know That's what that fair. means, you know. Um, but it's it's kind of I quite like ethereal. Funny. That seems fun. That's what I'm going for. Like tr- uh, the the ascended ones or something like mm. that. Like <laughs> you know, for feminine and a legalist way. <laughs> Legalist is feminine in a legalist way. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm a legalist. <laughs> yeah, never th- yeah, never thought I'd die side by side with a trans mask. Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> <laughs> what about side by side with a cat boy? I, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Give me a legalist, uh, like, e-boy and e-girl, or whatever you call it, like... Or like, what do you call what? it? Tra- transfirm and their they friend, like, um, you know, non. I don't know what they're called. What's that meme? You know, I have no idea what you're talking. About. Anyway, you know what I'm talking I've about. I've been off the social media. <laughs> I just realised that I'm saying words now, and this will never make sense. But I really hope an historian I, listens to this at some that, point. Like, Gimli is like trans mask and Legolas is non-binary. I don't know. I don't know wh- who is what, but like, they're just like, what? Well, I don't know. One of them is an elf, and one of them is like a short dwarf, and I don't know. They're just a short different. Should <laughs> I just say that he's short for a dwarf? Oh, like, I would never <laughs> slander Gimli. No, no, how that might that might be a, a good thing to a dwarf. So it might be more attractive the shorter you are. Yeah, this yeah. is true. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball, Dra- not Lord of the Rings. I did have a listener who said, "God, I want to rewatch." Lord I would of the like Rings. to show up one day in your country on your doorstep as a surprise and make you take me to the Lord of the Rings places. I don't even like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I said, "Okay, sure. I do it." I give my address out freely. I'm not afraid of being doxxed because, firstly, you know my address. Congrats, <laughs> I know it as well. Meet me on the streets, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, me first in real of all, life. I will invite you in for tea. It'll be nice. Well, you know. You're gonna do a brawl. <laughs> yeah, and also nobody lives in this country. I can yeah. tell so many Americans online my address. What are you gonna do? Spend two thousand dollars to show up at my house? Do you know how much flights cost in New <laughs> do you Zealand? Know the funny thing as well is that they couldn't do shit. They can't get in. No, they can't. Quarantine, you have to imagine being mad. Good luck getting through MIQ. Mad for fourteen <laughs> days at MIQ. You book a three thousand dollars spot. You book two thousand dollars flights just to turn up at my doorstep. And I'm like ginger nut and tea. And you're like, well, I guess it's been a long trip. I suppose I will. And then you come in and sit down. And then we have that. And then I say, do you want to go to Mata Mata and see the Lord of the Rings yeah. Town? And they're like, yeah, sure. I and do. then we're not enemies. And then they come back. And then we make love. Anyway, <laughs> and then we have a child. And then we name it Imogen. Great. <laughs> the more the better honestly maybe if there's more of us people will like remember my name a bit better that'd be sweet i got a neighbor who he actually remembers it now which is great but the oh. first like three or four times i met him he's like oh it's something like old english it's like odette or something i'm like not quite <laughs> you are thinking of swan lake <laughs> yeah. imogen is a character in a shakespeare play yeah 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 Oh, that's not all. Swan Lake modern, is also not English. English. Uh, what was it? Hermione? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, why, why do we keep saying we're going to talk about Dragon Ball and then we don't? Because we haven't actually had a catch up for a while. So yeah, I'm sorry. We're doing this on doing night. like yarns instead of talking about Dragon Ball. But it's a, it's a big fight. You know what? I'll just get straight into it. Chapter 120. We're back in the Tenkaichi Budokai. We are. There is a fight. It is between this creepy little vampire Kuririn and then, like, the regular one that we've all come to know and love. Yeah. I would like to say that calling Chaozu a cracker is not a slur. 
that's my position on the discourse. Mm. That's all I want to say. There's been some discourse going around about like Twitch banning people for saying like honky and cracker and stuff like that. You should be able to call Chelsea that, I feel like. I'll call him a honky. I don't know about a cracker. Yeah, I true. think he's more of a wafer. He doesn't have slave energy. He's got more of, slave uh, master energy, sorry. He's got more of the... Um, Cancelled. More of the, the body of Christ feeling, you know? <laughs> you put him on your tongue and he melts. Mm. <laughs> That's what I love in a man. That's what I love in a man when you put him on your tongue and he melts. Solubility. Solubility. <laughs> Fellas, is it gay to be soluble in water? <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm more of a colloidal man, you know. I like mix with the water into different particulates, but I never truly blend with it. So if you left me out for a couple of hours, mm. like tapioca starch and water, I would separate out. <laughs> <laughs> That's my theory about myself being used in cooking and also what kind of human I am. Matter? Who knows it? Well, this has been This has been the your, science your chemistry corner. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> science corner. We still don't have a um, a bumper for literary corner. We've got to put one together. Literary corner. That's it. Yeah. I, I said literary instead of literary. <laughs> literary but corner. But I feel like that's, you know, that adds to the charm. Adds a bit of charm. Um, we open, and yeah, Chaozu and Kirin, and they're fighting, and we don't know how this is going to pan out, because I do want to say Chaozu is like a Chinese vampire. He looks like he's very small. Kirin is small, but he's also scrappy, you mm. know? So I feel like Kirin could do, do some damage, and we've seen him do some damage. What can this vampire do? He seems to have no muscle. He's very small. He's got... He's just a, like... Kirin Wario. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Tsurisenin's disciples are the Wario-verse versions yeah. of ours. We cracked the code. Yamcha is Luigi, of course. Yeah. Because he's like the tall, thin one. Yeah. And, and so Waluigi is Tenshinhan. Tenshinhan, yeah. Yeah. He's I keep forgetting it because it, it's, it's spelled differently in all the different versions we read, so I can't stick in my brain because I keep reading like three or four different names of him every time we see him. Yeah, I think using the proper Chinese one, Tianjin Fan, is really strange. That's I what it said it in the one that I just read today. Okay, yeah. yeah. You can um, call him Tan or Tian, I guess, yeah. for short, if you want. I usually call him Tianjin Han just because that's the transliteration in the Japanese version. So. I'll stick with that. I might need to try and remember it just because it keeps alternating three eye um, dude three eye man what happens with Charles and Kudirin because the match starts and then we think how could this possibly go anywhere right yeah it's real funny <laughs> it's a good fight it's like actually a real funny fight because they're like facing off and then um Chaozu just starts like hovering towards Sliding him. Sliding forward like on a Segway. <laughs> Real creepy. Just like slides forward and he's like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> what is going on? And they have kind of like a brief sparring moment of like, he kind of like, I think Kuruna's just caught off guard by like the weird hovering um, and he gets like a bunch of hits in on him but then Kuruna like kind of <laughs> gathers himself and like makes an attack and disappears and then yeah, Chaozu is like where fast. the fuck did he go yeah. um, <laughs> and then he like kind of smashes him back so they're kind of like you know they're, they're exchanging blows well Tenshin Hunt says he's on your left and then Chaozu is like left you hold your chopsticks in your right and your bowl in your left oh this one <laughs> yeah he takes a moment to figure out which is right he doesn't know light and rift light and rift he doesn't know light and rift this man doesn't know his light from his rift. <laughs> you, wanna, you wanna believe the state of him. Um, I think that this is a funny oh, is this fight. This is a gay to light your rift. <laughs> Just lighten rifts. Um, I think this is a funny fight because so far in this series, mm-hmm. we have only seen martial prowess valued. Yes. Yes. And in this fight, not to spoil it yet, the deciding factor is intellect. Toriyama says there's more to life, which is interesting because that's not been the theme so far. Yeah, so comic. far it's basically been like, who can take a punch? Who can hit the hardest? This one is a fight that you win with a, based on you can do the maths. Yes. That was a sentence that I said. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it was. And the Charles moving around is, is very strange because we're like, mm. we think we've seen people jump 
super high. We've seen people ride planes. But the fact that somebody could float is kind of weird. And we think, is there something else going on until somebody comments on it? Yeah. And Goku's like, ah, they're just kind of floating around. Mm. And then um, Jackie Chun, who is not anybody else, do not look into it. It is not a disguise. Um, says, Regular uncle Jackie Chun. <laughs> Normal seen uncle. before, never seen before. You don't know him from your personal life, but you know him from the TV. <laughs> it's your regular Uncle Jackie Chun. Normal Uncle Jackie, who it is perfectly okay and fine to invite to family gatherings with children. I want to make what I just said my ringtone for some reason. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine sitting in the room and they just say, regular Uncle Jackie Chun. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for one of your uncles. I should. Um, the yeah, lady says- that I have been working with in an office has a, a ringtone tone that is like this is your phone speaking you have a new message <laughs> that's do you remember back in i don't know 2005 2006 when people started really using their mobile phones and those were things people would start making custom ringtones mm. and it was all the rage to do fun stuff like that mm-hmm. i had um uh somebody who took kabaka no kabaka i can't remember i was at a school that was like um mostly like it was in Taita and it was mostly kids who were um, from Pacific Island families, like maybe 80% Samoan. Um, and I can't remember what the proper version of it is. It's not Kabaka because that's the Maori one. Um, I've forgotten it so many years ago. But the person who was taking it had like a ringtone that was like, baby boy, I made me lose my breath. And it was like, <laughs> su- it was just such a throwback. Do you know what I mean? To remember that it'd be like, Mwah, perfection. Good. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, we're talking about regular Uncle Jackie Chun. <laughs> regular Uncle Jackie Chun. Oh, we've got to get the um, Jackie Chan Adventures theme for that. Oh, yeah. Do it. Yeah. Fucking dare you. He, um, he says this is, ah, oh, they're using the Bukujutsu, which is um air dance technique. Mm-hmm. Is how I would translate that. I think that's how they translate. They're fucking floating. Yeah, and they can float because they're crane people. Of the crane school, because mm-hmm. birds can fly, and because the crane master has one of those at a fancy restaurant serviette sculptures on his head. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about a stupid hat. <laughs> He's got half a bird on there. The swan wing here at the side. Yeah, um, he's great. And then, um, of course, Tenshinhan is watching from over the wall, but he's doing it rather than holding on to it like Goku has got his like. Yeah, he's his just sort of like hovering right here, so he can see. Which yeah. is like, I I did wonder why there's a massive wall in the way of everyone trying to watch this arena instead of it being like seats. But you know, it does make sense because of the violence and the proximity to people. I think last time they almost like killed the audience. So you know, they've they've learned, they've felt back better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I think that that floating should be illegal. Yeah, it feels like a violation. This is a ring out game. Yeah. And floating is not fighting. Floating is not martial arts. You You should be not not allowed to float. They didn't think about it though. This yeah. is like Karl Marx did guess, not anticipate like, hovering. Yeah, maybe maybe it would like get too complicated. It's like, are you allowed to do a beam in order to blast yourself back into the ring? Like they've done it before. It's like, yeah. where's the line? Like, yeah. but you know, this is really just exemplifying the fact that this is really a competition for people with superpowers. Yes. In an arena, in an area, you know, a discipline that is not supposed to incorporate superpowers yeah, they're bursting out through the shirt buttons with power and this arena was not meant to contain them and this competition doesn't make any sense there's mm. one in the the third chapter that we read with um goku against Punput, and they sort of explain this where yeah. he, he'd won two was, prior competitions or something like yeah, that i was then, trying to set that up for later but you know you yeah. gotta just jump right in <laughs> no sorry it's just tension i was like yeah, yeah but like in all other martial arts competitions are worthless compared to this one because the people who are super freaks have found this one and they all coalesce mm. here every five years yeah so some know? kind of like weird niche game like they just don't even bother with the other ones yeah this is a fun this is a fun fight i like this one uh because it is it's smart and it's sneaky, and by it I mean Kuriden. Yeah. Um, Krusty Krab fun fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember like specifically what happens first after getting a feel for each other and like dodging around. Blows. Well, there's the the Greek chorus conversation because Goku says yeah. he. <laughs> okay, this is kind of funny. He says he 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 defeated Tao Pai Pai and he he killed him. He 
did him in. Oh, yeah, that does happen then. But the, the funny thing about the wording of this is that in Japanese, yaru, which is kind of the like slightly more vulgar, it's, it's more complicated than that, but it's like the, the slightly more casual, slightly more vulgar form of suru, which is the verb to do, um, is used for a lot of things. And it can be used to mean like you did someone in, kind mm-hmm. of. Not usually. People don't usually say this, of course, because they're not going around killing each other. <laughs> but it's something that you can say. But what's really funny is it also means like to fuck someone. So like yeah. to di- and he's like, yeah, I did tell Piper yatta. <laughs> and then if you read it that way, then Jackie Chun's expression like, oh, like this afterwards <laughs> is much funnier. And then Tin Chen gets really mad because he's like, nobody did him. He died a sexless virgin. Like this. Like, well, that is an interesting way to read it. <laughs> so fan theories. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if the translation that I read ever explicitly said that he died. I think it kind of just said that he beat him. Ah, uh, no, he de- he does kill him because um, yeah. Tsuru-san no, and like I like- remember the the contextually it makes more sense, and I think that he kind of that was fairly obvious from the previous chapters. I can't really remember. It's um, also the conversation between Tsuru-san and Tenshinhan makes it explicit. Yeah, I'm just saying they didn't, they didn't really bother like translate that pun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this but that doesn't that conversation kind of doesn't happen until uh, Charles who does the donompa which was something that Uh, Bye Bye had done before, which is just like a a speedy beam. Yeah, that's why they just point a finger and shoot and go, Yeah, like Star Wars lasers. And so Goku says, oh, I saw that before in this guy that I beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And he mentions it and then uh, Tenjinhan, Tenjinhan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he goes over and like mentions to Tsuru Senen that he that Goku had killed his brother and then he was like wow fuck I thought it was weird that I hadn't seen him for three years anyway let's kill all of Kame Senen's disciples because of the grudge that I now have um, and he tells psychically tells Chaozu to yes. kill Kuririn yeah. who is like suddenly getting blasted with like 12 beams he's like what the fuck and Kuririn's like he's making him dance like a monkey yeah he's jumping around like dodging beams he's like maybe I should try and do a Kamehameha which like no one bothered to teach him even though he was going into this fucking thing I guess no one thought he could do it but I I do like this bit because he's like okay I'm gonna gonna see if I could do it first before I really like wind it up and he's like Kamehameha (laughs) (laughs) he does a little puff and it's just like a little bit it's like oh yes it came out okay good Um, which is the I I like that he didn't want to do a big build up in case it didn't work yeah I appreciate that I appreciate the kind of like social anxiety done that before yeah you know I'm just gonna test if this works a little bit I I like Um, that before he says that he goes I guess I could do a Kamehameha because Charles is floating in the air so he can't get to him Mm. and then he's shooting beams like a disco ball shoots beams of light and then and Kirin is kind of dancing around and he says, ah, well, I've never been taught it, but Yamcha did it and yeah. that guy's useless. Like, you know, <laughs> the implication point, is anyone like- anyone can fucking do magic. He's like, look, and if Yamcha well can do try. it, everyone can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he does it. And I think that kind of like becomes the like wrap up for the first chapter that we read because he- uh, him and Charles would both start like winding up to do a beam at each other yeah. but then Jackie Chun uh, our favourite uncle is on the sidelines going like oh fuck like no even the best like full power Kamehameha is going to get like fucked up by a Dodonpa like he what is he doing because he's sitting there Kamehameha and then like the yeah, other guy's yeah, like yeah. winding up his shit and he's like oh they're going to go head to head and uh, Karina's going to die yeah Um, which made me wonder what the fuck is the point of the Kamehameha if it takes so much longer to say and it's worse? Well, because this is like how the innovations that come later are always better. And so it makes the originals look quaint, even though they were revolutionary and difficult at the time, you know. I, I guess, but I feel like this discipline's kind of evolved at the same time. But like also like... Why are you going to sit there screaming for a minute to, like, wind up a big old beam when someone can just fire off ten of them at once? Like, that seems pretty inefficient. Just teach them how to do the other one. But then also, how was there a metric for this? Because doesn't it depend on the power of the individual and, like, how loud they yell and, like, how long they yell for? Because, like, there's been, like many instances of 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 coming and being like what the fuck his, his beam shouldn't be this powerful this yeah. beam is too powerful for this tiny tiny boy how yeah. does he have so much beam energy within him There's this is so much fucked beam up energy. he's only been doing this boy is full of beams <laughs> and then sports beam other situations of someone doing a little piss week one even though they yell a lot but like 
what is the metric? How do you know how strong your average Kamehameha is compared to your average Dodonpa? They're martial like, do, artists, do, they're not scientists, but do, as we're going to discover. Do both beams cap out at a certain point? Like I feel like it's more that the Kamehameha is more wasteful. The Dodonpa is sleek. It perfectly translates mm. the energy into pure brute force. The Kamehameha is wider and it's just this, it, it lets out a lot of heat maybe. Yeah, it's a lot so the Kamehameha represents toxic masculinity. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> Not necessarily just that, but Tsuru Senen, I felt like this reading this, I, I hadn't felt this before, is that when he says, ha, huh, I guess that makes sense because I hadn't heard from my brother from for three years. And I thought, you didn't hear from your brother for three years and you didn't think to send him a Christmas card. You didn't think to call him up on the phone. You like, know that's such what? toxic masculinity to be like, he hasn't talked to me. Eh. That's true. I guess I'll find out why. You know what? This is this brings to light something that I didn't think about at the time because I read that and I was like, yeah, I guess it's kind of like some medieval times and there's dinosaurs running around or whatever. This is kind of... This weird no, time zone of like he probably would have to send like a weird telegram and like wait three months for a reply from this guy. So, of course, he wouldn't contact him. No, they could fucking text each other. Yeah. What? Yeah, they got capsule they technology. I, don't, I, just, this I feel is the like thing. if you're not going to talk to a guy for three years, you probably shouldn't be trying to kill people over his death. Oh, Especially if he's like in. This is where the toxic know, mes- like masculinity comes into play. High risk profession where he has to fight people all the time. But it's an honor culture that he's got. And so it's not about the fact that he actually cares that much about his brother because he can't really have feelings about it because he doesn't text him ever. Not even to send memes and then get the reply. Uh, it's the personal disrespect. Like it's the fact that it's like you've dishonored my brother, but it also feeds into an excuse for him to go ham, girl, on <laughs> Kamehameha's turtle skull, right? Mm, that's true. He that's doesn't really reason. hate them. That's just a little straw he needed to push the camel over the edge. But yeah, 121 ends with that beam on beam action's about to happen. They're about to have a beam of war. Um, Charles in the sky, could it in on the ground, and then there's people's face reactions, and it's like, dunk, 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 what's going to happen? Yeah, and it opens the same way, but it's a colour chapter. Oh, yeah, sorry, that was the end of chapter 120, and then 121 is. And then we find out that Charles, who is a honky ass cracker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's white, white. My man, white. <laughs> my man, white. He's so white. My man, porcelain like a doll. I'm trying to read my notes and I can't read them because I can't read my handwriting. Child, so it's gonna do a fucking beam. Oh yeah, Kareem, it's gonna do a fucking beam. Again. And then we see and his then, little single hair. Oh yeah. <laughs> Child does his beam. Yes. And Kareem jumps. Yes. And so there's this big dust cloud from this like massive full power dot on par that hits the ground and then Charles is like pretty I guess pretty confident in that moment that he's just destroyed Kurin because like nothing even comes out of it. And then yeah. Kurin just pops out the top and comes level with him in the air because yes. he's done a massive jump and Charles is like, Huh? And then he gets like a full force coming on my heart right to the face and gets blasted into like the fucking Dark zone, the chaos realm. Yeah, he gets like the day after no fat blasted right into the ISS. <laughs> um, and I think what's kind of interesting about that is there's a here's a here's a little um here's a practice point for you. Here's a little inside tip if you're looking to become a Dragon Ball uh, aficionado. If you see a dust cloud and one of the characters is wondering whether the other person has been destroyed. They haven't. Mm-hmm. If there's a dust cloud and you can't see them dead, it didn't work. Yeah. And you know what especially doesn't work is if that dust cloud was generated by them doing machine gun, kind of like, ha, 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 pew, 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 key beams, like a hundred yeah. of them or whatever, which they don't really do at this point in the series. They start doing it later. And every time it happens, unscathed. Doesn't mm. matter. I watch out for the Gatling beams. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Anyway. That's a good um, yeah, this doesn't completely take Chaozu out of the game. No, not even close. Although he does start to get worried because he obviously never had to worry about anybody before. So mm-hmm. he starts entering his magical Chinese vampire supernatural powers, right? Starts relying on that. That sound, like, man, that out of context sounds like you're just... <laughs> so orientalist. The, the biggest racism. <laughs> so he starts doing his magical Chinese vampire psychic huh. powers. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm not saying that the virus did come from there. What I am saying is you can't know if... <laughs> ah! <laughs> you can like... <laughs> Unfortunate. So, but he, um, he kind of wobbles back into the ring still floating. So he didn't, yeah. he didn't get him with a ring out, but, but he, he was flustered. fucking close. Yeah. 
And Chaozu realizes that he's got to engage his superpowers now. His kind of like weird. He's got to engage his core muscles. <sighs> I was trying to find like really skeevy ways of saying that that were like slightly racist, but I just realized I don't know any of them because I didn't grow up in 1910. Mm. Um, I like that you just admitted you were trying to be racist. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. I'll think of something. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll come up with Maybe something. Maybe we could just keep moving and not, not be canceled. Sneaky. That's one of those things, right? That was like a Yellow Peril 1880s. Yeah, right? That was like a if you look at I I remembered what it was. I didn't want to say that. I wanted to say that Chaozu is inscrutable and magical. There we go. Here's yeah. I found the old 1910s racism dial. Uh, that's going to be fun because if you do edit this, it's going to be like I'm trying to think of a, a racist <laughs> way to talk about Chaozu. <laughs> so what I was trying to say is that Chaozu is inscrutable and magical. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I'm 100 going to edit like that. that way. Please do it like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. If you don't, I'll be disappointed because nothing that we said in the interim was worthwhile. <laughs> I'm going to make it sound so much worse than it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, and he, uh, he he's using his um his powers, and <laughs> what his magical powers consist of, which make Jackie Chun being like, oh, wow, he's got such strange, powerful techniques, is giving Kuririn a stomach ache. He's got the power he of sword grumble. Chaozu gave me IBS, <laughs> and I would like to sue him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like from from. I gotta say that now at like Christmas when I'm just Chaozu like shitting all over the, the the place that I'm like at a guest Christmas for, and being like, "Sorry, I destroyed your toilet." I'll just be like, "Chaozu gave me IBS." <laughs> <laughs> this Chinese vampire, he gave me IBS. You say that in real life, and people will just exclude you from events. Yeah, texting my boss. Sorry, I can't come in today. This Chinese vampire gave me the diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I think from Kuririn's reaction is like some kind of uh, incomprehensible stomach pain. Like he's barely holding it together. But he's also just kind of like paralyzed. He can't really do anything because his tummy hurt. You know what would be really um, funny is if it was like him actually being an impreg labor. <laughs> New reading just dropped. <laughs> New fan theory. But that's just a, a theory. A Dragon Ball theory. <laughs> I'm having to vamp because you're not talking at all, and I feel like that's maybe deserved after uh, what I just dropped on everybody here. But I thought I'd just let you wallow in how bad of a joke I that was. I have no you know? self-reflection. I will never think about my actions. No. But what if the father was Jar Jar? <laughs> I'm sorry, you have YouTube poop syndrome? <laughs> yeah. It is incurable. It is incurable. You've got to take me around the back it's and like be like, a pre on disease. I'm sorry, I'm turns sorry. turns your Lassie. brain into a sponge. Not less what I'm saying. Lenny, that's it from Of Mice and Men. <laughs> Think about uh-huh. them rabbits, Lenny. <laughs> I'm just kneeling on the ground. You've got like a gun to the back of my head. One day. No, you've got the dot on par hand. One day. <laughs> You'll just blast my head off. <laughs> <laughs> with a pew pew beam. Do you think exclusively of memes? No. No. Is that Stop. your entire thought process? I'm feeling somewhat ashamed now that I realize <laughs> most of my brain has been renovated and replaced with a series of Mad Libs things from the internet. Mm. Internet Mad Libs for thoughts. Do you know at some point I did have reasoning faculties and I wanted to be an academic and now it's not going to be possible. You used to be so smart. What happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can't be funny and right. Oh yeah, yeah. My theory on I shouldn't give this at all because you know I don't. I've never been successful at anything comedic. But like my theory on comedy is that jokes are like equations that almost add up and don't quite. And the closer you get the gap to meeting without it quite meeting, the funnier it is. Mm. You can't just say incongruous stuff. It's got to be incongruous stuff that feels like. Wait, in some alternate universe, perhaps that could have been a thing, but it, not quite it couldn't have. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can't be right and it can't be too wrong. Yeah, it's exactly. It's be a you little got a, bit wrong. A sweet spot. I guess that's my entire sense of humor, so that fits. I can't really argue with it. Yeah, I suppose, maybe that's just one particular kind of humor, which I really like. But, but that's puns just are like my it as well. Because your brain completes that little gap, and then the electric ga- like spark that it completes between the two little diodes is mm. the pleasure that you get from having got the pun. Yeah. You know? Really co- good comedy, shot. really great comedy is just making people do uh, intellectual labor. It's just maths. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny math. Which, anyway, this fun- chapter speaking definitely of funny does. Maths, <laughs> we can't both do the segue at the same time. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, we can. 
Um, um, there's a fight going on. Tenshin Han takes it way too seriously. This whole fight, like all of his Greek chorusing, my impression was just everyone else is having a good time and it's a funny chapter and he's the only guy who doesn't understand that he's in a comedy. Oh, yeah. He's like so He's like Jeremy bullshit. Strong in Succession, but in this, yeah. But he's been like that, that way the whole way through, like when he was yeah. having his bitch fest with, um, with Yamcha <laughs> you know, someone previously. Someone to realize what he's like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of like didn't really pay that much no, attention to what he was to. saying in this bit because the fight itself was actually more interesting than the dumb shit that he said. He's just being arrogant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Charles was doing his like weird like psychic tummy action yes um to Kuririn and then Tsurusenen tells him to kill him just to so like to beat oh, him yeah. to death instead of getting a ring out He's this like, is dark yeah um and and Charles was like I'm going to kick you until you die um Ooh, and Kuririn can't do anything because he's clutching yeah. his stomach and he's like my head's not a football <laughs> having Jar Jar's 100 seahorse children gross but he he realizes that Charles's power is coming out of his hands, which are pointed at him because he's like obviously standing at him with his hands out. After he yeah. kicks him like a good bunch, like he gets a real good kick in first, and he's like, ah, his hands are the power source. So I have to. <laughs> how can I? How can I get him to not use his hands? And then he just like shouts out a maths equation at him. Yes. Which I can't remember specifically what he says. But something, he's like, what's four plus one or something like that? Um, it was really, three plus four, I three think. Three plus four. Really so, something easy. real easy. Um, and Chaozu, who previously had to think real hard about what was left and right, yeah. then has to start like counting on his fingers. Yeah. Um, and Kuririn gets a real good hit on him while he's doing that. And then like just as he's about to launch himself for another attack, Chaozu stops him with his powers again. Yeah. Um, and this I really like because this is the first time we've seen anything other than just like raw physical prowess being like a f- deciding factor in a fight. Yeah. Especially because it's not really a dirty trick because Charles tries to turn it back on him and he's like something like much more difficult than three plus four. He's like, yeah, what, yeah. what's what's 17 plus 37 or something like that? You know, like larger yeah. numbers, two digit, two digit equations. Um, yeah. And Kuririn says it immediately. Like, he just does the maths on his head without having to count, which is... Yeah. He's, 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 there's a little more to him than we thought. Yeah. We didn't know he was a smart boy. He can do maths uh, He was a monk fast. before he was a part of... Uh, sorry, part of Turtle Hermit's school for sex pests. <laughs> yeah, but... And like, upcoming boys. I, I mean, like, I don't know about, like, how much of a stereotype there is for math, for monks being good at maths. They get, they're educated. They're all, like, poets and stuff, uh, you know? Okay. Or at least they used but to be. this is the second time that he's been clever in a fight because, like, I mean, he figured out how to do a Kamehameha on his own in the middle of a fight situation and then he didn't use it directly against another beam he used it like tactically and jumped out of the way before blasting him from close range which is smart Hmm. and then he's like thought of doing maths to throw him off which is also smart and then when it gets turned back around on him he is competent at it I actually can't remember what the justice for Kadidin. He's yeah justice for Kadidin. He's he's there's more to more to than we thought there was but then because he has answered Charles's question, then he throws another one back at him. It's like something real easy again. Like, nine What's, minus one. Yeah, I nine think. minus one. Um, and Charles has to count again. Yes. <laughs> um, so he kind of forced for it twice. And then he gets ring outed. And then he gets ring outed. Ringed out. He gets boy. rang out. He gets rang out. And that boy gets ringed out. Yeah, Kudurin um, comes and just knocks him out of the ring, and then he goes, stands and goes, it's eight, like this. <laughs> <laughs> and the announcer goes, Kudurin sent you wins, yeah. like this. <laughs> Which is wonderful. <laughs> it's a great I love moment. that finally after 120 chapters, there is a small amount of character development for somebody. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Crane Hermit just mutters to himself, I should have taught him maths as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should have taught him arithmetic. Yeah. But this, this is a moment for, for masters. This is a big day for like masters realizing that they had shortchanged their disciples and they should have taught yeah. their disciples properly. Because then uh, Jackie Chun quietly says to himself, or he thinks to himself, you know, if I'd actually taught Kudin in the Kamehameha, Maybe he could have beaten him. <laughs> yeah. Like, that would have been the deciding moment. Because yeah. he would have been able to hit him hard enough to get him out of the ring the first time. Right. So, like, they've both kind of failed their disciples in some way. Um, which is more than I would usually expect from Dragon Ball. More? So yeah. It's a good it's- fight. It's funny and entertaining. Yeah. And it develops the characters in an unexpected way. 
I, I think ta- and this, this, this is my picture. You you won't get this yet, but this tournament's real hidden character who has an arc through it is Tan Shenhan, and I like that he's the serious one. And when everyone else is being fun and there's some joking stuff and some amazing moments, but it's kind of you know being real jiggy with it and loose. Is that he, he does have these moments where he's just very serious, and the things that he says, like he's floating and he calls. This is just a small literary corner thing, but with Jackie Chun, the second person pronoun he uses he doesn't respect Jackie Chin's pronouns he calls him Kisama which is like Mm. um, back in the day a couple of hundred years ago before the Meiji Restoration in Japan Kisama was a way of referring to your lord and it was a very Kisama is like a really high up sort of raising up alright so he's just being sarcastic at him right but but probably like I'm not sure how long ago but probably before the Second World War people used it so sarcastically for so long that it just became an incredibly rude way to say you like ah my lord kind of thing Mm -hmm. like your majesty what's up bitch like (laughs) it was just one of those things that um, that stopped having any meaning because there weren't any lords anymore so when people used it it was just kind of really sarcastic and nowadays it's a degrading thing to say to someone right Okay. So he refers to Jackie Chun, who is his elder, as this, as a mm. big no-no, especially and in martial arts as well. So you can tell what kind of character, what kind of person he is. He takes it seriously, but he's also contemptuous of everyone. And Goku is like, you don't call him that, but Goku doesn't say call him. And then an honorific thing, Goku says, call him Grandpa, like this. Yeah. That's his name. In the translation that I read, uh, Tin Shin Han calls him Chump, and then uh, Goku says, he's not Chump, he's Gramps. Yeah, it's that's a good way. Of that Toriyama subverts it rather than Goku being like he's not that he is you know respectful elder or sage or something like that yeah. he's like it's grandpa <laughs> like this. Goku's a because Goku hit, doesn't though. know formalities either yeah which um, we find out on the milk run but I yeah. like that as well when in that bit because there is this kind of like side chatter during um, Chao Tzu and Kuririn's fight Jackie Chun uh, explains to Goku that because he doesn't believe that Goku killed him first, like at first either. Um, but he explains to Goku that Taopaipai was Tsurutenin's brother. And Goku's yeah. like, brother? You mean like a sibling? <laughs> Classic only That's child behavior. Even funnier in the translation, because in the original, he says, um, ototo, which is, there's a sp- Japanese splits, like in Maori, it splits between older oh, yeah, It's like older, older brother younger or younger brother. Younger brother yeah. or like, so he says yeah, he's yeah, his yeah. younger brother, and Goku's like, oh, like kyodai, which is the word for siblings in Japanese. But the word for siblings in Japanese is two kanji together, the kanji for older brother and the kanji for younger brother because it's gendered language, it's masculinized. Mm. So if there's, you know, a um, brother and a sister, you would still use that word. Right. Like in Spanish, you know, how you would, you know, if there's one man in a group of people and the rest are not men, then you still would say like the masculine for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like that. Um, Amigos or something like that, my friends. And so Goku is kind of saying like Ototo is... Is, is one of the characters that's in Kyodai. It's read Dai differently like that. Oh, so, so it's he's this like, kind of a visual pun right. as well. So he's, he's it reading read it page. as like the component part of the like larger word. Yeah. And so there's a visual pun for us reading it right. as well because you get to see it exactly that's match. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And he says like, like siblings, but siblings is like, like older younger brother. Like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is a word for that in English. Not the same, but when... Uh, when a word contains another word, which is a synonym, like chicken and hen. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I can't remember what the word is in English for that, but it's a specific type of like visual pun that you can make. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I've never thought about it really. Yeah. But yeah, that's a nice little bit of That's just classic Goku being a dumbass. <laughs> it's, it's a fun little character moment. But I like what I like about this is that Ten Shin Han, we're learning so much about him in the margins. Like there's this mm-hmm. little Greek quote. This is not really a funny thing. I don't have jokes about this. But he's got these kind of things where um, him shit talking Yamcha but he's also taking pleasure in it. So the competition of the conflict is he probably enjoys that more than he actually likes, you know, being the crane school thing. But you can tell that he's wrestling with the fact that the crane school is part of his identity 
in a way that's almost pure. So he really kind of wants to believe in it, but Crane Hermit doesn't. Crane Hermit's just mm. getting his personal vendettas out there and being like, I hate that guy because when we were younger, we were like enemies or whatever. And I like was jealous of him or something like that. Right. So like years later, he's making his disciples hate them. But Tenshinan is like the guy who's slowly realizing that he's in a cult, but he's like, no, I've got to believe in it. Yeah. He's his- like- acting out more because he's yeah. trying to defend his noble mission which is like if he acknowledges that it's petty then he's going to have to rethink his life and not decisions. even his grudge yeah. and so he's like tell Pai Pai no he can't have been beaten because he was kind of like I lived up to that I looked up to him do you know what I mean yeah As he's well. real shocked he's like oh but you know but he was no there's no way there's he no way he says to Goku you're a liar yeah it's like this can't be right that's mm. kind of this really nice subtle character writing Toriyama usually hits you around the face with a hammer but in this you're not thinking about it because you're reading the fight yeah and they're just making great chorus comments but he's building these little bits in to have him have a development arc there is a lot of that in all three of these chapters because even the next one it sets up some kind of interesting dynamics as well because this is yeah so Kuririn has won the fight against Chaozu and then Goku is fighting... What's his name? Panput. Panput, I think. Yeah. Panput. I don't know. However you want to say it. There's no real... You can transliterate it however you want. Yeah. Anglicize it however. I I just couldn't remember what it was. Um, He is a grappler. So I guess he's like kind of a judo guy. I thought kickboxer. Because he's got got the tape. He does like a lot of the kicks as well as the... Yeah. They said legendary grappler in the translation. But I don't know what that was meant to be. Yeah. um, He sort of does a big flip out and he's putting on a show but it's like not <laughs> incredibly impressive compared to all the beams and stuff yeah and there's like kind of a side joke of like i think either goku or kuren and says like wow he's making a big impression for someone with such a plain face just like <laughs> this is a cartoon you all have the same face <laughs> i'm sorry his his, his lines not good enough for you he looks like <laughs> goku but with curly hair instead of spiky hair. His eyes and, are a bit closer together, right? Oh, you can't forget that. <laughs> and smaller. Yeah. He's not like deliberately drawn ugly or anything because like no, he's not that the, usually the turns man. out either racist or unfortunate in some way. Um, but he's just like a guy. Yeah. But then so was everyone else. Like I don't I don't really know what <laughs> Toriyama's like impression of male beauty is. Well Yamcha's supposed to be a pretty boy. Although there was Okay, so mullets. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a lot of hairstyles. The more okay? 80s they look. He moved to the city. You know what? The more they look like they could be a member of the village people, the hotter <laughs> they are, according to Toriyama. Because we had that in General Blue as well. Oh, yeah. And what about um, Nightwolf, the um, guy who was in the land of Karen, the dad? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's in the village people this too. This is the village people supremacy podcast. <laughs> Don't even talk to me if you're not one of the village people, boys. Yeah, young man. No. <laughs> young man. I don't know. Yeah, Nobody knows any of the lyrics. <laughs> no, I know the lyrics, but I was going to. I thought that if I started singing it, I'd be able to think of something funny. And, <laughs> and, I didn't. and then by the time it, I realized it was going to be delayed, it was funny just to leave it. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a fight that does not last very long. No, Panput. The thing is, the announcer goes, and Panput sent you. I mean, um, he's, fighter Panput, yeah. who's won, uh, what, two previous tournaments? He's already, yeah, grand champion of two other martial arts competitions, and he's hoping to make this his third. It's Panput, yeah. and this guy does a flip, and then everyone's like, oh, wow. Which yeah. um, <laughs> is funny because they just saw literal beams. Yeah, and then they, and then he introduces Goku as the runner up from the previous Tenkaichi Budokai, yeah. and then Goku just sort of like walks out. Yeah, Tenshin Han um, is this thing where he's like, hmm, none of these, none of these plebs understand that this <laughs> tournament is on a whole different level. Like yeah. This. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's being in, like an arrogant prick in the background, uh. and he's like, ugh. Those other two martial arts competitions may as well not even matter. <laughs> this is the only one that counts. That's and why like, I showed up. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like not unjustified in that, but also he's just a dick. <laughs> it reminds me of when Crane Homer, when they first come, is like, yo, I heard this tournament sucked because like you guys were here. So like we're here to make it better again. And this tournament is not worth anything, but also we really need to win it when yeah. they first showed up. Yeah, and now <laughs> it's the only one that matters. Yeah. And all the other ones. About so like you know, <laughs> have some consistency, my dude. Make up your mind. But Poundput is not super stoked about like facing a little kid. That like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't insult him or anything. He's just sort of like 
I don't know. He's a bit arrogant. But he like, says, oh, this is going to be an anticlimax. Yeah, kind of he's thing. just like, oh, okay. And then he does like a, a fake punch at Goku and Goku like doesn't move. And he's like, I'm surprised you didn't run away. I'm kind of impressed, actually. But maybe you just didn't have time to dodge. And Goku was like, it didn't look like that much of a punch, actually, to be honest. <laughs> um, and then he's like real insulted by that. So he's like, oh, well, before we start, I'll show you what I'm made of. And then he does like a bunch of flips and like punches yeah. and kicks. And then he like crumbles the wall like with a massive punch to which like the ringmaster guy was who was he like a, the, the announcer, announcer yeah. he's like we man we just rebuilt that <laughs> are you serious we like, just renovated this, this is not even part of you you haven't even started yet why did you break our wall that was so fucking unnecessary but then jackie turns behind and he's like oh i can actually see a bit better now so that's yeah, good it's like grand designs yeah <laughs> it's really just an open plan arena <laughs> yeah yeah we're really knocking out the walls in this whole place yeah i wonder if they built it because of the all of the imminent danger in the last one <laughs> There were a lot of stray beams. I'm sure they didn't want to, like, recreate the moon destruction. Fuck, this is the anniversary of the destruction, the of, the destruction of the moon. I forgot the, the third year anniversary. It's a fifth, isn't it? Oh, no, it's three. No, because they started doing it more yeah, frequently. Because yeah, 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 so many yeah. people are inserting themselves into this martial arts. Yeah, I forgot about that. And I also forgot about the wolf man. Oh, the man wolf. The man wolf. <laughs> that was such a good payoff. Oh, God, that was so good. <laughs> Um, I would like to use Kadeen as the moon again. Yeah. Oh, such good writing. But yeah, so he does all this like fancy shit. And then the announcer's like, are you done? (laughs) Can we start? Can we start? And Goku's (laughs) just sort of standing there like, cool. Um, He cuts by pure honesty. He's like the... The the kid who just doesn't know, you know, that he's saying he's something no mean. Filter. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it didn't look like that much of a punch. You know, I could probably take it. So the announcer calls it. Pampa charges him. And Goku just sort of, like, pushes his hand aside and elbows him in the chest. And he just goes down like a sack of bricks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One punch. And, but then, like, the, off to the, the sideline, the announcer's like, oh, Holy shit, man! Like fucking, whoa, whoa! Goku took him out in one hit, in just one, in one hit. Did you guys see that? It was one hit, and then like this off to the side. uh, Tension Han is like, that wasn't one hit. He pushed his hand aside and hit him three times with an elbow jab in like half a second. Like, yeah. who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Because the others couldn't see, but this is what really happened. Yeah. And he mentions it to uh, Tsurusenen, who is like, ah, okay, maybe he did kill my brother. Like, maybe there's yeah. a little bit more to this guy than we thought. That's, I didn't see that happen. And then Tenshin Han goes, huh, maybe this could wind up being an interesting mm. one. Yeah. And uh, the next chapter is going to be Tenshin Han against Jackie Chun, which is going to be fun. Ooh. Yeah, that is going to be fun. Yeah. I want to see what happens with that because I don't really have a dragon prediction for it. Yeah, that I suppose that brings us to the end. Yeah. All good all good fun. There's going to they'll both probably have some tricks up their sleeve. I enjoyed being racist about supernatural things that don't exist and mm. <laughs> and bringing back You can always peril. be racist to vampires. It's it's morally okay. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut all of those problematic things because I'm I'm pure of heart and I can ride Kinto in and I just would like everyone to know that um, my apologies to the Chinese vampire community and everybody <laughs> who's been harmed by my comments about Raya and the Last Dragon and what? I, <laughs> please keep subscribing to my YouTubes. I'm gonna do a notes app apology about this on Twitter. <laughs> About, no, about Raya and the Lost Dragon? No. Um, I haven't seen that. Have you seen that? Who, the fact that this kid can get just... You know, if I could do that, I would definitely just give people IBS on the train. <laughs> Although, you know, maybe not a good thing if you have to be on for You're like 40 on minutes. You're the train with, with them. them. That's a bad idea. <laughs> what a foolish maneuver. Uh, I'm going to ditch work early and then give everybody IBS at work. <laughs> Psychically. Oh, God. Just giving your boss IBS so you can sneak out early. (laughs) Classic Friday night behavior. Charles would do fantastic in hospitality. Mm. That's all I have to say. No, he would be very bad at calculating people's expenses. (laughs) You You go to check out and he's like, um... 
this probably costs $10. (laughs) It is part of a legal education. I had to do some conveyancing work and I really don't like calculating the things in trust accounts and like paying for land and stuff like that. It is it's a bad time because you have to make the ledgers perfectly balanced at the end or else you're doing fraud. As ah, a lawyer, that's stressful. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> you can be sued yeah. um, if you like to the cent it doesn't line up properly. The accounting ledgers and stuff, and you've got to learn to do that stuff. And I was like, I am never doing soliciting work in my life. I do not like mm. conveyancing. I hate it. So, I mean, I've been doing like. Uh, I took this degree so I did not have to do arithmetic. Yeah. I could not be clearer about that. I was. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty hard out on not wanting to do maths, but then like I've ended up doing. Like kind of semi-accounting debtors and creditors shit at my yeah. current part-time, which is a fucking hassle. But yeah. you know, I've got there's a dude in my D and D group who is like a human calculator. Ah. It's fucking wild. Nice. I, I I haven't actually like met someone before who I have, who I've no one can just like do maths like that. So we'll just like roll like. 10 d8s or whatever and just start like calling out numbers and get to the end he just like gives the total like super fast it's great it's like faster than typing it out (laughs) big respect yeah all right um did you want to finish up sure any parting thoughts or just want to sign off party thoughts we will be back james bond will return in 2022 yeah we'll we'll definitely record more episodes because we left that for way too long but also now I have free time to yeah. do it. All righty. Great. Alrighty. I've had a good time. I hope you have had a good time, listener, and you. Did Did you go Han? I did. In fact, I went Han so Han that I'm going to have to be killed by my son Ben and fall off a, a plank. A plank, you say? <laughs> I forgot the word for gantry. A gantry, you say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the scaffolding thing that goes across the bridge that the... I'm going right. to sign off. Thanks, listeners. Don't fall off <sighs> the gantry. Name all your children after us. Have a good one. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Do it raw on Christmas. all, and a very good evening indeed. You should be able to call Charlesy that, I feel like. I'll call him off.